It's time for the Rural News with Kim Moody. Kia ora Kim. And farmers in drenched parts of the country are waiting for water to recede so they can assess their damage. Kia ora Mani. Yeah, some photos on social media show farms in Tasman and Marlborough completely underwater. The Rye Valley has had 750 millimetres of rain in the last three days. A farmer there says he was feeling positive last week as he had really good pasture cover. Now his farm looks like a lake. Marlborough Federated Farmers Vice President Evan White farms at Birch Hill inland from Blenheim near the Wairau River. He says it will take a long time for some farms to recover. We've had 150 mils, there's another 100 in the forecast. I've never seen so much water running through the farm. But in saying that, we're fortunate in that we're able to milk our cows. So our milk got picked up last night. Uh, my biggest issue was last night, I had about three pumps going to keep the water pumped out of the centre of the rotary. If it had got any higher, it risked getting to electrics in the pumps. So that was my biggest hassle. But we're, we're, so we're feeling drowned, but a lot less drowned than, say, through Link Quarter and Rye Valley. And I know the road on the north side of the Wairau, North Bank, that was closed. Milk tanker couldn't go up there yesterday. So I imagine there's a bit of milk um, not being picked up at the moment. Northland has also been hit with big downpours. The region's Rural Support Trust spokesperson, Rebecca Sulman, says pastures are sodden. It's going to take a wee while for the water to drain off in a lot of places. It is receding now, but we have got a little bit more weather uh, on its way through around the middle of the day into the early afternoon. I guess the biggest thing is that um, it impacts on the pasture that's available at this time of year. And so farmers will be having to tap into supplementary feed where they have access to it. And obviously those paddocks, as the waters do recede, will be pretty damp underfoot. And, you know, there's issues with, with damaging pasture if you're putting animals in on, on saturated pasture. Rebecca Solman says Northland farmers are used to wet winters, but this year has been punishing with multiple storms. New Zealand's food and fibre exports for the year to June have soared to $53.3 billion, adding $1.1 billion to the amount originally forecast. Agriculture Minister Damien O'Connor says the outstanding result is a testament to the hard work of those in the industry. He says meat and dairy led the charge in bringing in the extra billion, and seafood and horticulture exports were up on the year before. The Southland Regional Council says the last of its intensive winter grazing flyovers show farmers are doing a good job. The council says many farms have finished grazing on crop, but for those who are still going, overall good practices like buffers and not grazing critical source areas have been seen. Federated Farmers Winter Grazing Spokesperson and Southland Dairy Farmer Jason Herrick says there's been a massive improvement in the region this year. So Southland this year is the right end of the country to be living at. So the early part of the winter we're, we were OK. Um, the ground conditions were relatively good and uh, animals were, were holding their own on top of the ground. Um, and, you know, it was, it was easy to manage. But uh, with everybody um, lifting their game and around uh, winter grazing practices, um, it's made the, the job a lot easier for compliance teams at regional councils. So even with a, a wetter end to the season things have been looking okay? Oh, definitely. Um, guys, like I said, have uh, really, really um, lifted their game and, and come right up to the mark as, as far as uh, management practices are concerned. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really impressed with what I've been seeing out there and so have the regional councils. He says better education around winter grazing practices has seen more farmers make improvements. 
there was a lot of farmers already doing it and already looking after the environment, already with good management practices. It was just bringing the uh, the, the bottom percent up with everybody else. Um, and yes, there's still the minor few out there, like there is in every industry, um, but majority of farmers, well over 90%, are, are really doing it well. Herrick says the positive feedback from the Regional Council will give farmers confidence for when new winter grazing regulations come into force in November in time for next winter. Time for the latest from the sale yards around the country. I spoke to our regular guest, Suze Bremner, a little earlier today. Hey Suze, what's been happening this week? Well, it's been a bit of a quieter week actually with markets moving in much the same fashion as last week. It's really typical at this time of year for a bit of a lull as store cattle sales tend to settle into a pattern of bigger yardings followed by smaller ones. And of course we are towards the end of the old season lamb market but new season lambs are still some time off. So what was noted at North Island Yards in particular though was a clear premium being paid for shorn or short wool lambs. In what way? Well even with the limited volume of old season lambs now available, buyers have a preference for shorn lambs and are prepared to pay a premium over woolly lines. Anyone that will not need shearing again before finishing is targeted, as Sean premiums are available at the processors and it is one less cost before finishing. The cost of shearing for sellers, though, is being covered by the premium of around $10 per lamb, so it is worth doing. Of course, the challenge has actually been getting lambs dry enough to shear this season, but those that have managed it, managed it are benefiting. So what do the premiums look like? Well, at recent Fielding and Stortford Lodge sales, premiums of around 20 to 30 cents a kilo, or that $10 per head that I mentioned, have been achieved. A good example at Stortford was, was two pens of lambs that were 60 kilos. A short wool line of crypt orchid made $230, while the next pen were very woolly males, which sold for $208. That's Suze Bremner from AgriHQ. And just lastly, Fonterra has been named the sixth largest dairy company in the world for the third consecutive year. Rabobank's latest Global Dairy Top 20 report says Fonterra's sales for the last year totaled 14.8 billion US dollars, up more than a billion dollars on the previous year. French dairy company Lactalis has taken out the top spot. Its turnover last year was $26.7 billion. And Swiss company Nestle came in second with $21 billion in sales. That's the rural news for this week. Koirate porongo o te tai whenua.